Welcome to Unscripted. Unscripted. The go-to movie review podcast. Yes. You so, heard it here first. The movie we just saw was The Babadook. The Babadook. Duck. Duck. <laughs> and um, it's on Netflix right now, so we decided to give it a watch and review it. It's been on Netflix for a minute. I've heard about this movie for at least since it came out in 2014. Yeah, but I, I've never um, I've heard about it before, but I never like wanted to see it because I'm not a big horror movie fan. But I'm glad I did see it as someone who doesn't usually like watching horror movies. I would say it's more like it's kind of a horror movie, but there there's so many metaphors that maybe it's not. It's it's when people think of the mo- like a horror movie, they think of like a lot of trope filled, a lot of cliche filled movies with a lot of jump scares. Right. This is definitely not that. And it's a much better film than than that. It, it has higher ambitions to, to I guess I, I guess this is a movie that like to get its point across had to be a horror movie. I don't think it ever set out to be a horror movie, but to to do what it needed to do, it was a horror movie, and it was it was really good. Yeah. Right. This is also an Australian movie, so that might be one of the reasons you haven't heard about this movie before. Yeah, this is directed by Jennifer Kent, who, which was her directorial debut back in 2014. She owns the rights to this movie completely. It started off as a campaign on Kickstarter, actually. Uh, it raised okay. about $30,000 on Kickstarter. Right. And all of that went into the art department. The rest was, filled in, was uh, funded by the production company. Yeah, and all the effects are practical. Um, it's like stop... Uh, motion animation kind of thing yeah. going on there and then a lot of the other stuff was a lot of uh, special effects as in for lighting using lighting and um, I think there was a lot of nice scenes like the parts where maybe she went to sleep and then the, it's day already that was pretty good or yeah, like the, the they had a picture of the tree where from night to day it was some easy like time I forgot what it's called it's called time uh, long time exposure, exposures. Ex- long exposure shots. Yeah, long yeah. exposure shots. That's, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, and it, it's uh, it, it looks really good. It's you could tell that a lot of emphasis was was placed on it looking right, it looking just right. It has a dreary atmosphere from beginning to end. You you feel this like kind of this movie kind of has this this. It, it it looks draining visually, kind of to to match what I believe the characters are going through. That could just be Australia. I don't know. No, well, like a lot of the shots throughout the movie were very gray. I think the beginning and the end were very bright. So I could see what you're seeing. Um, they could have just even repainted the walls, like honestly. And we wouldn't I, have known. Wouldn't have known. Yeah. Like, they're just a brighter color. Everything was just brighter at the end versus the... I don't want to... It's not a spoiler or anything. It's just... Um, the. I'm just saying the colors in the during the majority of the movie are very gray and bland. In a good way. Bland in a good way. Yeah, it works with the story. Yeah. So how did you hear about this movie? Um, uh, a couple of uh, mainstream re- reviewers. That's about it. Shout out to Chris Stuckman. Yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw. I remember seeing his review back in when this movie came out. It piqued my interest, and a couple of my friends really talked up this movie, but I never had a chance to see it until today. And I'm 
yeah, it's fantastic. So I guess we can give a quick rundown of what the Babadook is about. Do you want to do you want to set it off? Yeah. Um, so there's a mother and her kid. Um, it's a shit kid. I'm not going to say any plot kind of details, but I'll say that she has a kid that doesn't isn't the best kid, and a series of events happen where an, an unfortunate series of events happen. And it's about the mother dealing with those unfortunate events. And the son. The, all, all, basically, everyone in this movie, anyone that like really matters, like, is going through something that is very personal and very heavy. It's a very heavy subject matter here. Yeah. Do you know like uh, a lot of movies where you feel like it's not realistic because they would make like bad choices or whatever? You don't feel that way in this movie at, at all. If you were in that situation, you might have done similar things. You might have done those exact same things, in fact. Exact same things. Yeah, so that's a really good rundown in the movie. Yeah, very unfortunate series of events that goes down in this household. Some supernatural things... Or maybe not supernatural thing. You, it's not very clear. Um, but we really recommend that you go and see this movie and find out for yourself. Yeah. Seriously, watch this movie with the lights off, with the, the best possible audio setup that you can possibly get. Because right. it's we, a... we, we saw this whole thing in headphones. Yeah. Well, I took them off a couple of times because it was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty scary. But yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not something that's going to keep you awake all night, but it... it It'll leave you something. Maybe it's a scary movie that uh, might spark some emotion. Yeah, it's it's quite good. I mean, I mean, let's get let's dive deeper and I guess into the more filmmaking aspect of it. The acting here is fantastic. Even from fantastic, I think there's only mostly in the majority of the movie there's only the mother and her son, and the dog, (laughs) and the dog. Shout out to the dog, (laughs) the best actor in the movie, right? I mean, the dog was there to play the dog, and they played it. Yeah. I, it was very convincing as a dog. It's not her first movie that she acted in, right? Let me see. Essie Davis is the actress that plays the mother. Her name is Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a very good job. Um, at, throughout the movie, her appearance changes a lot. Um, and they do relate to what's going on there in the movie. And I feel like the the, the stuff that she has to do... I see Dave is honestly like Chris Stuckman. I know mentions it in his uh, his review, and I agree that she should have gotten at least an Oscar nomination, uh, at least in 2014. Right, I'm but not... that movie was so low key. Um, a lot of people in the U.S. probably didn't even know about this movie mm-hmm. until it maybe hit Netflix. That's I think this is the first time people are actually seeing it, just because it's available. No, it looks like uh, S.C. Davis has been. Been in a lot of movies, a lot of movies that I've seen. That can uh, I see? Yeah, I, I, I can name off a list. So, yeah, sure. So I have uh, The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. We have The Matrix Revolution. What, uh, how big of a part did she play? She plays Maggie. I don't have any clue who Maggie <laughs> is. Same. But it's named twice. Okay. Um, we have a Legends, Legend of the Guardian, Legend of. Hold up. It's it's the Owl movie. Oh, yeah. Legend of I the mean, Guardians. This is a voice acting yeah. role, so I don't know if that counts. Legend of the Guardians. The Owls of Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, directed by Zack Snyder. Fuck Zack Snyder. Right. But, uh, yeah, she's in three episodes of Game of Thrones as Lady Crane. Which one's that? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember I this. don't remember a Lady Crane. I'm going to look this up. But uh, I guess more prolific than I thought she was. Yeah. Um, let me let me check this. Lady Crane on Game of Thrones. Hot take. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take a look at the pic. Let me yeah, see this, a, this a pic chick. real quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. We can... Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge main role yeah, or anything. If you, if you don't... Okay, so to give context for all you Game of Thrones watchers... In these, I think, what, season five? Yeah, around there. Yeah, season five was where... No, season six, where Arya has to kill some some lady in the in the acting troupe. Right, the uh, lead actors? Yeah, the lead, the lead actress, actress that plays uh, Cersei is so good that the other actress wants her dead. So, so she places she the contract. So she paid for it? Yeah, she places the contract with the Faceless Men. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because aren't the Faceless Men supposed to be very expensive? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a... But, but she was able to do it, apparently. Okay. Hey, plot, plot holes, man. Those last two seasons. Season 7, not talking about season 7, season 5 and 6. Well, I guess it, I guess like if you're trying to get a higher priority target, then it would be more expensive. Yeah, but season 5 and 6 were garbage. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, garbage. But yeah, <laughs> she was that. So, And she was also Maggie in... The Matrix movies. I'm also going to look it up. Okay. Um, what about the kid? I think, I that, think the kid's that was just a, a no-name. That was a, his first acting role, and he was actually six years old for that. Oh, it's this person, I guess. That's a very... That's a pull. That's a very... It's a... If you've ever seen The Matrix Reloaded or The Matrix Revolutions, the chick that's taking care of... The body that uh, Agent Smith takes over, oh, that's her. That's a, that's a poll, but look up uh, S.E. Davis in, in The Matrix Reloader, Matrix Revolutions. Fantastic. Uh, she, she killed it in this movie. And, I mean, I guess everybody did, cinematography-wise, acting-wise. Edit- the editing of this movie was so off-putting. The cuts were so jarring that I didn't know... Like, was this event happening right before the next one, the previous one, or, like, two hours afterwards, or three? Right. Or, like, said, like the cuts were, like, put me, like, puts you in a state of, like, unease of, like, when is this happening? Well, I think it was in chronological order. Like, uh, remember the night today? I didn't count them, but there were so many of them. It could have been two weeks worth. Like, and the whole thing was spanned span two weeks. Right. Something like that, yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about, like, oh, there'll be a scene where uh, the kid is watching TV. Samuel. The kid's name is Samuel. I shouldn't say that boy. I should say Samuel. Right. <laughs> um, is watching TV. And then, like, the the mother, S.E. D- played by S.E. Davis, is going upstairs. And then, well, the boy is also going upstairs. Uh-huh. But the previous shot, he was watching TV. So I don't know if that that scene happens right after he watches TV or like a couple hours later in the same house. So it gives you, gives you the sense of like very like disoriented and like you don't know like what's happening like right. for a second. Which I think was very effective. 
but boy, that 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 kid goes from shit kid to I like I'm on the side of the kid. Well, I guess um, you guys can watch the movie and find that out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to get to the ratings portion? Yeah, I guess we can get right down to it. So, what would you give this out of uh, ten? Out of ten. Out of ten. I'd probably give this an eight. An eight. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I've been. Well, people, because okay, I guess here's one drawback. People hyped this up as like to be one of the scariest movies they've ever seen, and it was freaky. Let me let me tell you the there is a it's not a spoiler because it happens relatively early on. There is a book that is read in this movie. Fuck that book! That oh book my is, gosh! Is and freaky. It, like the way they show it to you, like and uh, the music and the sound effects. Yeah, just the make sure you have headphones on, lights y- off, like yo, that, on Friday the Thirteenth or uh, on Halloween Day, just yeah, just like at night man, alone in in the middle of the woods. I was yeah, I was shifting in my seat, like I was not having it. That was <laughs> that was that was cool, but um, so there are definitely really cool parts about this movie. Okay, okay. When I talk about another one, because I thought this one was really cool, where like she's watching TV, the lead mom was watching TV and is like talking about a newsreel, and then it oh, zooms, up, zooms then, in on the face in like a background. Like, well, pretty much it was like a random thing, yeah. like you're just going on, and then slowly you realize, oh shit, yeah. it's related to this. Yeah. And yeah. then like there's this face in the background, it's like. It's so normal, but like it like zooms in like and it's like oh, it freaks me out, man. Yeah. That shit was scary. Yeah. How um, yeah, I mean there are definitely some scary, scary parts about this movie. The whole atmosphere yeah. is filled with dread. Long and uh, even until the very end of the movie, until the credits rolled, I was still on edge. Okay. Um But however, that will be that being said, I don't think it's that that scary. I, th- I think people kind of overhyped it a little bit in the scariness department. So I guess that's unrealistic expectations. But I think an eight it was very enjoyable. I recommend watching it. Um, but it didn't blow me away. It wasn't right. like revolutionary for me or anything. I just really enjoyed that movie. What about you? I would give it also an eight, maybe a seven. But th- that's only because I'm not a fan of horror movies. But at the same time, if you look at this movie as not a horror movie and more like a behavioral study, it's a very good movie. It's something um, I would recommend, but I, I don't, I'm not certain that everyone would like this movie. I agree. Like a 10 out of 10, it has to be deep. Like this, this movie was deep, but it also needs to be really entertaining. There were some points where it dragged a little bit, um, but mostly it was... It was good. It was, it was good. Bottom line, it was good. Um, even the dragging portions, I understand why they did it. It, it builds a little bit of dread because it's a horror movie. But, yeah. I, I, again, we can't, we can't say much more than that. I, although, I will say, there are a couple of sound effects in this movie. Yeah. That, uh, I, <laughs> I think I, they're like from a... I've, I've found the sources. It's in the IMDb trivia. Oh, yeah? Yeah, are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. So we have a couple of sound effects from Warcraft 2. Warcraft 2? Okay. Warcraft 2. It's, it is the uh, the effect was a call and response of dragons. I told you they were dragons. I told you. In the point and click yeah. strategy game. Another sound effect came, um, was from the gaming, was from the game, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Okay. <laughs> and finally, a couple of screams towards the end of the movie were from Motaro from Mortal Kombat. 
Interesting. Yeah. So that's hilarious. So um, I, I guess it was a very low budget movie. Yeah. So those those sound effects, I when I heard them, I was like, I've heard that yeah, sound effect same. before. I'm like, I don't what? know from where. It kind of takes you out of game. the movie a little bit, yeah. but at the same time, so like, if you have no idea what, what it's what, low budget, if you have no whatever. idea what we're talking about, you won't hear it. But if you've played like a decent amount of video games, you might be like, that's yeah, that's from a video game, especially some re- retro video games. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the older stuff. But anyways, please take some time this Halloween. Get spooked. Watch the Babadook. Watch it. And uh, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Stay woke. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, this has been our first episode of... Unscripted. The Movie Review Podcast. You find a source for movie reviews on the internet. <laughs>